And I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. We are delighted that you are here to join us uh, on this last Sunday in 2019 to worship our Lord in spirit and in truth. And I have just a handful of announcements that I want to share with you. Uh, if you have a child that you would like to participate in our parent-child dedication, we're planning that for January the 12th. Please let uh, the church office know, me know, Taylor know, and we would appreciate that. Uh, also note that just in a few weeks will be our Baptist Men's Sunday on January the 19th, and uh, we, the men will be leading us. The women fix us breakfast. We look forward to this Sunday all year, I'm just saying. And uh, then we return the favor, and I hope one of the women will say they look forward to that Sunday in February, on February 9th, when it'll be uh, our Baptist Women's Day. And very, very good, very good. So a uh, couple of things not in the bulletin, what they are and aren't, but uh, please note that this Wednesday is the first day of the year, and we will not be having services here on that day. Uh, so note that there'll be no evening services on that Wednesday, January 1st. Also, there is a sign-up sheet that I just literally put out, uh, and that's to help move Jimmy to see Ernestine. You, you are aware, church family, you're aware that uh, Miss Ernie is at the rehab at Westfield and Tramway, and Jimmy is unable to see and to drive, and so he has no way to get there. We're going to see if there's some other transportation we can work out, but in the meantime, I put a list Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all the way through uh, next Saturday. If you can take him, uh, and, and I'm not even sure he's gotten there today to tell you the truth. I'm hopeful that he has. But if you can do that, I've also put his phone number at the bottom of that. I would ask you to sign up so I will know, but then also give him a call and work out the time that would be best for you and him to make that happen. I appreciate everyone. We made that happen all last week. And I appreciate everyone's help in doing that. But we need that. Again, if you could do that, I'll try to, to, we'll try to think to mention that at the very end. I'm not sure we'll pull that off, but if we do, uh, but please note that. And then, folks, are you listening? Folks have written you Christmas cards. Do you hear that? They love you enough to send you a Christmas card. And they have placed it in our little kitchen in alphabetical order, and they've given the money to foreign missions. Now, this is a holy moment until right now. You ain't picked up your cards. Okay, let's complete this entire process today. Pick up your cards in the little kitchen, and we would greatly appreciate that. That's been something churches have done for a long time, and a lot of folks are very faithful to put the postage in for foreign missions and they're there, but we need you to get them now. And uh, so please note that and go by and pick those up as you see there is need. Worship. Hearing from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Understanding that God has an appointment today with us. And would like to do something in our spirit that only God can do. He has a word. 
He who hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we come now to this part to begin our service of worship by inviting you, invoking your Spirit into the midst of our spirit, inviting you to fall fresh on our hearts and lives and give us your word. Help us discover your will. Help us to be involved in your work as your people. We pray, oh God, that you would speak clearly as we sing praises, Lord, that we would sing praises unto you. As we pray, Lord, our prayers would come from the depths of our spirit and go straight to your ears and to your heart, oh God, and that you would speak back to us. And as we hear your word proclaimed, that holy word brought forth under your direction, we pray, Lord, that we might hear what you have to say. And we might say, Lord, here am I. Make the adjustments that your word demands in my life right now. Lord, that's our prayer as we begin our worship of you, our Savior, and our King. In your name we pray. Amen. Stand and sing with me, page 94, Angels from the Realms of Glory.
most gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for this day that you've given us and allowing us to come into your house and hear your word. Father, we ask that you might be with Gary and with Taylor as they bring the message today and open our eyes and open our minds and open our hearts. Father, as we go through this season celebrating the birth of Jesus, I pray that we might continue to celebrate his presence throughout this coming year. Father, we ask that you might be with those that are sick and need your healing hand and be with those that are protecting us. We ask that you bless these tithes, these offerings, so that we might use them wisely to further your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Remain standing, sing hymn number 112, He is Born. <clears throat> 
Hi, guys. How are y'all? This is different, isn't it? Who usually sits here? Miss Taylor. Who usually stands up there? Me. We're going to do different today. I'm down here, and she's going to be up there. So, I got a question for you. How many of you know what a cucumber looks like? Everybody? About that, that big? How about a squash? A piece of uh, vegetable called a squash. Yellow squash? Guess what? In my pocket, I have a thousand squash and a thousand cucumbers. Isn't that amazing? Y'all want to see? Why? I told you that ought to be good enough. I really do. I really do. You'll see, right? How many do you think I do? A lot. A lot. A thousand's a lot. Well, look here. Look what I got right here. All right, I got to show you more, right? You put this right here. Put this. These are the cucumbers. These are the squash, crooknick squash. Okay, you want to see them? Thousands of them. You ready? You ready? There they are. See them? See them? That really is a thousand squash. All those together, if the uh, bugs don't get them and all kind of other things like that. What are these? Squash seeds. That's exactly what they are. So I tell you what we're going to do. We want to see those thousand squash. So I'm just going to put them right here. And I don't know, in a couple of months we'll come and there'll be a thousand squash there, right? It won't work like that, will it? How will it work? How could those really become a lot of squash? I got to bury them and water them. I got to plant them. You got flowers and, and the squash will make flowers first. But you got to plant them first, right? You've got to plant them and tend to them. And, and then they'll, well, in the sermon that Miss Taylor's going to, she's going to tell us a story about a man who went out to sow seed. And what I want us to know and I want everybody to know in our church is that we have the seeds of the gospel, just like these are uh, squash seeds, and these are cucumber seeds. They're really, really, really tiny. Have you ever seen cucumber seeds? You probably need to do that, don't you? Here, let me show them to you real quick. They're, they're a whole lot different. They look a lot different than the squash. See? Tiny. But they will grow so many cucumbers if we do the right thing. And that's how it is with the church. Yeah, I dropped one. Y'all can help me with that. Just one. Mr. Tim will be happy. Thank you, man. Put it right in that bag. There we go. Very good. Thank you. The church, man, we got a brand new year starting in 2020, which is next Sunday. This Wednesday is the first day of 2020. And we have, you look at all these folks around here. God has given us so many different kind of seeds. People we know Things we can do, people we can pray for, people we can help. Our RAs were out this past yesterday, this yesterday, and they were helping clean up a yard. And another group from our church went to the Bread of Life, and we fed people who were homeless. We did that yesterday. We have so many seeds that we can put out in so many ways and help people. But just like this seed, if it stays here, never going to do anything, is it? we got to get it out of here 
and get it where it goes. So I want you to listen, those of you that will stay, I want you to listen as Ms. Taylor reads her scripture today about a sower going out to plant his seeds and what God does with that. Will you pray with me? God, we are grateful for these boys and girls. They are so special. They are our best seed. And God, thank you for trusting them to us. And we just pray, Lord, that not only have they had a good Christmas, but that they're going to have a wonderful new, new year. Learning what it is to be a young person. Learning what it is to be a child of yours, oh God. As you'll speak to them in so many ways. We just thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, guys, you can go back. You see, she did great. Thank you.
Thank you, Cam. What a tremendous, good job and what a wonderful song because we have been there again and again and again, and that's what God wants us to do. Before I read this text, I'm going to do one more commercial for the will of God. I want to encourage you to sign up and be a part of that on Sunday afternoons beginning on February the 9th. I want us as a church body to give God 12 Sunday afternoons. I think God will do something amazing with that. And this text, as I was reading it in preparation for this this morning, reminded me of that God that will be seeking his will. I read from Psalms 138, beginning with the third verse. As soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. Every king in all the earth will thank you, Lord, for all of them will hear your words. Yes, they will sing about the Lord's ways, for the glory of the Lord is very great. Though the Lord is great, he cares for the humble, and he keeps his distance from the proud. Though I am surrounded by troubles, you will protect me from the anger of my enemies. You reach out your hand, and the power of your right hand saves me. Here, verse 8. The Lord will work out his plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for you made me. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, what a joy it is to be back in your house this morning for worship. We've been able to celebrate one of the most joyous occasions, the birth of your son, our Savior. Over the last week, we've spent time with friends, family, loved ones, and those who may be in our heart. What a privilege that has been. God, now we're looking forward and we take that same excitement and joy with us as we look towards a new year. God, this is a chance for new beginnings, new attitudes, and a new way of living our lives. I pray that we would take this opportunity that we have today to think about what we want this year to look like. How can we do better, Lord? God, I pray that today you would reveal to each person in this room what it is that you have for them in 2020. Help them to feel and know your will so that they can do the work that you purposed for them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
Our text for today um, is going to be found in Matthew uh, chapter 13, verses 10 through 23. Um, So if you want to open your Bibles to that text, Matthew chapter 13, verses 10 through 23. And as a way of honoring the reading of God's word, if you would please stand. Then the disciples came to him and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to the one who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will indeed hear, but never understand, and you will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, And their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself but endures for a while And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. I tell you, um, this morning I looked at the bulletin and I did not realize that Cam was going to be singing that song. And so before uh, we started, I came over and I sat beside him and I said, Cam, you know, last time you sang this song, I cried. This cannot happen today, okay? And so, Cam, thank you so much. That is just such a beautiful song, and we're so thankful that you shared that with us this morning. So, I have a question for you, like I do my kids when I come and, and sit over here and talk to them. Where do you go to talk to God? When I was growing up, I was taught to pray before I went to sleep and before meals. 
The first prayer I ever learned was, Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. I have to say that was a, a bit concerning as a child because I would think, am I going to die in my sleep? But that's another thought for another day. I learned to fold my hands and bow my head as a sign of reverence and respect. It became routine for me to pray during these times, before bed and before meals. However, as I began to grow and my relationship with God began to grow, I began to find that I wanted to talk to God a lot more than just beside my bed on my knees with my hands folded and my eyes shut tight. I began to talk to him at school. I began to talk to him at home in the morning when I woke up and throughout my day. I began to talk to him when I had a problem or when I needed guidance in making a decision. When I went to college, the only place I could really hear myself think and truly felt like I could have a moment to connect with God in deep conversation was in my car. I don't know if it was because I had very noisy roommates or if I felt like my car was private and free of people coming up to try to talk to me, but it seems as though I had some of the best conversations with God in my car. It was in that place with the radio off and nothing but me and open road. I felt like I could just pour my heart out to God and nobody else could hear me. I was safe. I was able to tell him my deepest fears and express my greatest desires. Those conversations were so important in helping me to strengthen my relationship with God. And I often still do go for drives just to talk to God. So where do you talk to God? How often do you talk to God? Is he like a friend that you want to tell him everything? Or is he more like this distant being that you respect and fear, but you're not exactly on best friend terms with? Well, today I want to talk to you a little bit about that. We're getting ready to start a new year. And with a new year comes new hopes, desires, and goals. With a new year, we feel like we can have a fresh start, a chance to begin again and do better. If you're like me, some of you will set a list of goals of things you would like to get done within the year. And some of you may just be grateful for a new opportunity to begin again, but you don't really have any goals in mind. You just want to live your life to the fullest. This morning, I want to encourage everyone in this room that with this opportunity for a new year and a fresh start, we also have an opportunity to evaluate ourselves and how we did this past year. So another question I have for you today is, how's your spiritual life? And what does that mean anyway? The word spirituality is something we hear often when we come to church. You've probably grown up hearing that word, but sometimes it's hard for us to truly define what that means. I looked up several definitions, and, and one that I found that I really liked is, spirituality is the deepest values and meanings by which people live, and here's the key phrase, incorporating personal growth or transformation into their lives based on those values. In the back of my Bible, there's a glossary of terms, and under spirituality, you'll find 
spiritual disciplines, spiritual gifts, spiritual growth, spiritual rebirth, spiritual vision. In essence, our spirituality is how we connect with God. It's something very personal, and that's often why we refer it to being in a relationship with God. It is up to us to deepen this relationship, and we have to choose to do so every day. I heard someone say one time, they're very spiritual. They come to church every single Sunday. Friends, if you aren't talking with God, if you aren't reading your Bible, and if you aren't truly trying to connect with God on a deeper level than just sitting in your pew on Sunday morning, coming to church does not make you spiritual any more than sitting in a garage makes you a car. A few weeks ago, I was reading through a Bible passage that just struck me, and I couldn't get it off my mind, which is why the Lord has laid it upon my heart to share it with you all today. In Matthew 13, Jesus was talking with his disciples, and they asked him why he speaks in parables. A parable is a simple story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson. He answers by saying that the disciples have been given a glimpse into the kingdom of God by traveling with him, but not to everyone else. He describes them as the people fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. What does that mean? If they have eyes, why wouldn't they be able to see? And if they have ears, why couldn't they just hear? Jesus doesn't mean this literally. He means that the people are not truly embracing him and have not allowed themselves to see the truth that he has laid before them. We do this today, too. Have you ever had a conversation with someone and you were trying so hard to listen to what they had to say, but at the end of the conversation, you were on two completely separate pages? When Kevin and I were dating, we lived two hours apart. He lived in Greenville and I lived in Bowie's Creek at Campbell. So we had a long distance relationship. There were several times when we'd be having conversations and I would get mad because of the way I interpreted something he said. Of course, he was never intentionally trying to offend me, but it would. And then he would have to ask the question, what did you think I meant by that? And I would tell him my interpretation, and it was completely wrong. So we'd talk about it, and we would understand what each other meant. But listening is so much more than just using your ears. It's knowing it's knowing the person that you're talking to and the context in which they're coming from. It's body language. It's understanding what mood they're in that day. It's so much more than words. And for Jesus, helping the disciples to understand the gospel and why he was there to do what he did, it was so much more than what they could see while he was still on earth, ministering alongside them. 
It wouldn't be until he died on that cross and then rose again that they would truly be able to see what he was about. I told Gary the other day, I wish I could go back in time and walk alongside Jesus as one of the original disciples. But I wouldn't want to go back with the knowledge that I know, without the knowledge that I know now. I would, I would want to fully understand what was going to happen to him and the significance of being able to walk alongside him. Because if I didn't have that knowledge, I would be just like the people of that time. My eyes would be shut and my ears truly wouldn't be able to hear because I wouldn't fully understand what it was that he had come to do. Jesus then goes on to explain the parable of the sower, and this is one of my favorites because it holds me accountable every single time I read it. It says, The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. The seed in this story is the gospel, the story of Jesus Christ come to earth to save us from our sins and how he loved us so that he made the sacrifice that we could be with God even though we didn't deserve it and we could never earn it. There are three types of soul here that describes the seed. First, it is the rocky soil. This is someone who hears the good news of Jesus Christ and they think it's wonderful but it never truly becomes a part of their being. They see it as something separate that is wonderful and good, but it never truly affects their spirit and in turn doesn't change their actions or the way they go about their everyday life. The next seed falls amongst the thorny soil. In the Bible, it tells us, fear not 365 times. That is a reminder for every single day of the year that we cannot allow our worry and fears to consume us because if we aren't allowing God to have our trust and our faith, then he can't do his good work through us because we will be too busy focused on the what-ifs. And then finally, we hear about the good soil, someone who hears the word and understands it. To truly hear the word of God, we have to be in it every single day. We have to read it, we have to pray over it, we have to look up words we don't understand, and we have to let it take root in our lives. In our relationship with God, we must talk to God, but like any relationship, we have to also listen and understand what, the what God is trying to tell us. How do we do that with God? This book right here. If we aren't reading this, then our eyes are shut and our ears are closed because we aren't listening or looking for God. 
I know this is hard to do, and I'll be the first to tell you that I struggle with connecting with God sometimes. Sometimes I can find myself reading the Bible, and I look back, and I think, wait a minute, what did I just read? But my friends, if, if we aren't reading, if we aren't listening, if we aren't looking for God, we have found ourselves in bad soil. We will not produce fruit, and we will eventually become dormant. So today I ask you, do you need to add some gardening to your list of goals for 2020? It's not too late to dig yourself out and replant yourself amongst the good soil. I want to end today by reading this quote that I found, and I'm not sure who said it, but when I read it, it shook me to my core. And if you don't hear anything else I say today, I want you to listen to this because it is so good. Imagine getting to heaven and God saying, before I laid the foundations of the earth, I thought of you and the days you would live on earth. I planned out the people and the places I would give you. I laid out your neighbors and your workplace, the places you would attend school and your family. I laid out enough days to do all the good works that I purposed for you. And I equipped you with all you would need to accomplish those purposes here. I filled you with my spirit to encourage you and remind you and lead you. I gave you my word so that you would know me and know what to do. I gave you people to run with and people who needed me. Let's talk about how all this went. One day, you and I will stand before the Almighty. This is not a question. This is not an opinion. This is a fact. And the truth is, you and I will account for all the things we have ever said, acted upon, or thought. And it is just as that quote said above, God has laid out the plan for your life. He has given us each opportunities to serve him in the way we will live our lives. At work, with our children, with our spouse, with our friends, with the random stranger in line at Food Lion. Every single day that we are on this earth, there are so many opportunities, so many needs that we can meet if we choose to allow God to work through us. But it all begins on how we're planted. We have some decisions to make today, decisions for a new year, new beginning, and some evaluating to do of what that conversation will be like when we finally do see God. Every week we tell you time and time again, please don't wait. If you feel God tugging on your heart this morning and you don't know what to do, talk to him. If you feel the need to come to this altar this morning, come. Nobody is going to judge you because we're all sinners in this room and nobody is better than anyone else. We're all equal in God's eyes. As a, as a minister, one of my favorite privileges is being able to talk to someone who is making the decision to ask Jesus to be the Lord of their life for two reasons. I love to watch their face when I tell them, or I ask them the question, I say, who's a sinner? And they'll usually say themselves first. And then I'll say, 
Am I a sinner? And they look at me kind of like, oh, am I supposed to say the minister is a sinner? But it's true, and it is, and I am, and I love to tell them that because I want them to understand the forgiveness that has been given to all of us, and it's something that none of us deserve or can earn. And the second thing is this. I love to tell them that the step that they're taking is just the beginning. Step one is when you step into this baptistry up here and you get wet. That's what you do. And then step two is every single day of your life following that. Through talking to Jesus, through loving others, and through getting to know God through his word, That's how we live out our lives every single day for God. So I ask you today, if tomorrow you had to stand before God, would he be happy with what you've done? If not, you've got some changes to make, and they can't wait. We aren't promised tomorrow, and what a better time to start again than with the promise of a new beginning, a new year. Jesus is waiting. How will you respond? Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we have heard your word today spoken so clearly to us. We need you in our lives. We need to communicate with you daily. We need you to guide us, and we need to be in relationship with you. God, I pray that everyone in this room would feel the urgency and need to grow closer to you. I pray that nobody would leave this place today without at least acknowledging this need, whether it be coming down to this altar or talking quietly with you in their pew. God, as we prepare to go back out into your world and start a new year, a new beginning, I pray that we would take you with us. Help us to put you beside us as we walk the path that 2020 holds for us. In the strong name of Jesus, I offer this prayer. Amen. We are going to sing our hymn of invitation, number 122. If you have a decision to make, I would just invite you to to do so now.